0: bringing hope to many around the globe transforming lives into legacy living word with pastamanza apostles and now today's word to have you in the house of God uh, today uh, as we just remember God's goodness to us uh, during our greater works conference we had just such a wonderful wonderful time um and as pastor albert said it's the greatest greater works so far uh we believe next year will be greater than this one because we are not going backwards we are getting better and better and it gets sweeter and sweeter so we're trusting god for something great next year i want to thank you for your prayer for my wife and i We constantly uh, covet, desire uh, that you pray for us uh, and and hold us before the Lord each day as we also pray for you. Um, I believe that God is going to do some tremendous things in our lives. And uh, I just sense that there is victory for the children of God, that he, he has opened the path for us. He has made the way for us. And he is going to see us through each day, each moment. We are going to experience his grace and his glory. This morning, I just want to share briefly with you, uh, you have had an overload of the word of God uh, during greater works. And I hope all of you were here. I know some of you probably couldn't make it because you were extremely busy counting all the billions of billions of dollars that God has blessed you with. So you couldn't make it for greater works. Uh, but whatever you are doing, I just want to uh, let you know that God really visited his people. Uh, we had a great time and there was a strong word uh, that came throughout. We want to thank God for all the people he used to speak to us during greater works. And because so much has been taught and said and declared, I don't want to do uh, too much. I just want to... Uh, tie things up for us uh, and and so that we can see how we can move with the word that God has given to us. So I'm speaking today, uh, there'll be no PowerPoint, don't worry. Uh, when I say there'll be no PowerPoint, it means I'm going to preach short. <laughs> so my message is titled Saying What God Says. Saying What God Says. One of the important things uh, you learn after such a great conference and having experienced the supernatural power of God and the presence of God is is to know how to bring into reality the things that God has given to you spiritually God is a spirit and everything he does he does it first spiritually before it becomes manifest physically he is the God of all spirit and He's also the God of all flesh but he begins from the spiritual before it gets to the physical. He begins from the invisible before it gets visible. So anytime God decides to deposit something into your life, he's going to start spiritually. And you have to learn how to bring the spiritual into physical manifestation. One of the ways to do that is to say What God says Words are very powerful God created all things by his word And he upholds all things by his word And his word in our mouth Is as if he himself has spoken it When you say what he says It's as if he himself has spoken it Words contain spiritual power Words create an atmosphere, and words construct our destiny. So, kindly turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews, and chapter 13, and we would look at verses 5 and 6. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. I know you know where Hebrews is. Okay. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Alright. Hebrews 13, 5 to 6 says, let your conduct be without covetousness be content with such things as you have for he himself has said i will never leave you nor forsake you so that we may boldly say the lord is my helper i will not fear what can man do to me very interesting passage first The apostle Paul talks about covetousness, that don't be covetous, don't desire what other people have. Uh, And the reason you don't become covetous is because you also believe God will give you your own. If you believe God will give you your own, you don't go and steal what belongs to another person. If you believe God will give you your own money, you don't take somebody's money. If you believe God will give you your own wife, you don't take somebody's wife. If you believe God will give you your own husband, you don't take somebody's husband. If you believe God will promote you, you don't steal somebody's promotion or destroy somebody's promotion. The moment you are assured of what God has given to you, it changes your attitude. So don't be covetous because God will give you your own. Somebody say, God will give me my own. All right. Now, the reason we are not to be covetous is, is explained in the verse. And there are two concepts I want you to note in the verse we read. The verse five says, for he himself has said. And if your Bible is yours, kindly underline, for he himself has said. For he himself, God himself has said. And that Phrase he himself has said is the declared word of God that God has spoken and when God speaks he speaks to reveal himself when God speaks he speaks to reveal his will when God speaks he speaks to reveal his intention when God speaks he speaks to demonstrate his power for he himself has said that's the first concept I want you to note that God has spoken everybody say God has spoken God. God has spoken God himself has said and then it tells us what God says God himself has said I will never leave you nor forsake you then the verse 6 there's a second concept I want you to note for he himself has said And verse 6 says, so we may boldly say. Everybody says, so we may boldly say. So, God has spoken. Why has God spoken? So we can speak. He himself has said, so we may boldly say. So, when God speaks to us, He speaks to us so that we can have something to say. And so when you read the Bible, anytime time you find God saying something, it is an opportunity for you to also say something. Anytime you hear God speaking to you, it is an opportunity for you to also say something. He has said, so we may boldly say. If God says, I have made you the head and not the tail, it is so that you can also say, I am the head and not the tail. So God's word out of God's mouth becomes our word in our own mouth. He says it so we can say it. Saying what God says is key to drawing the things that God has given you in the spiritual into manifestation in the world. Now that passage that Hebrew quotes that says I will never leave you nor forsake you it's in the Old Testament and I want us to look at that passage and whom it was spoken to Genesis chapter 28 verse 15 there's a story of a man called Jacob at this time in his life he's in trouble because his older brother wants to kill him so Jacob is running away and as he runs away, he, he gets to a place called Bethel. Uh, at that time, it was not called Bethel. He named it Bethel later on. But he got to that place and uh, he was tired. So he lay down and picked a stone as his pillow. In the night, God spoke to him. and And I want you to listen to what God said to Jacob when he felt alone. When he felt that he had nowhere to go. And and everything was against him. He had left his family. He didn't have much. Genesis twenty eight, fifteen. This is what God says. Behold, I am with you. And will keep you wherever you go. And will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. I like that phrase. I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. that That's a sure promise from God that he would not leave you until he has fulfilled his word to you. When God speaks to you, he doesn't just leave his word and abandon you. When he gives you his word, he works on you, he works on your case and he never leaves you until he has fulfilled his word to you. So that's what God said to church. Ge- To Jacob now when you read Hebrews Hebrews says for he himself says I will never leave you nor forsake you he was quoting from this verse what God said to Jacob then when the writer of Hebrews says for he said I will never leave you nor forsake you so we may boldly say he quoted another scripture and the and the part he quoted was from Psalm 27 verse 1 Psalm 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now that was spoken by David. God said to Jacob, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that David could say, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? So when David is saying the Lord is my life and my salvation, according to Hebrews, he was mindful of what God said to Jacob. So what does that mean? When God spoke the first time, it wasn't to Jacob. It wasn't to David, it was to Jacob. But David took that word of Jacob for himself and declared it as God's word for himself. So many times you'll find in the Bible that God spoke to somebody but you also like David can take that word and put that word in your mouth and declare it as God's word to you for he has said so that we may boldly say a promise of protection or provision that God gives to someone in the bible is also a promise to you when God says something to Abraham you can take that word of God to Abraham and speak it also in your own mouth. And it becomes God's word to you. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. What can man do to me? The words we speak are important to our destiny. Your words will create your destiny. There's a story of a man in the Bible. We all know him, Abraham. Abraham is called the father of faith. And uh, God called Abraham to do some very interesting things. One of which was that he was going to have a lot of children. But when God called Abraham, he had no child. And eventually God cut a covenant with him. At the time God started working with him, his name was Abram. Abram means exalted father. Exalted father, that means more like a respected man. And God cut a covenant with Abraham and called him Abraham. Abraham means father of many nations. So, from the day God cut the covenant with Abraham, when people ask Abraham, what's your name? He would say, Abraham, father of many nations. When Abraham is talking about himself, he would call himself Abraham, father of many nations. Now, what was Abraham doing? He was putting the word of God in his mouth. Now, it doesn't seem ridiculous now, because we know the name Abraham as, as a name. Uh, and so when, when somebody calls himself Abraham we don't really think about the meaning but for you to get a clear picture of what it was to Abraham to call himself father of many nations when he had no child it's like you walking through the streets of Accra and you see a beggar by the roadside asking you for money and you ask him what's your name and he says Usikini or rich man now When that man calls, you say, he's asking you for money, means he's poor. What's your name? Osikini. Now, your first response is you're going to laugh at him. Because his name is inconsistent with his condition. His name doesn't reflect his reality. His name says he's rich. His reality says he's poor. That's what God did to Abraham. Abraham. So, after God cuts a covenant with Abraham, and Abraham goes back and tells Sarah, guess what? I am now a father of many nations. Sarah probably will look at him and say, what's going on with my husband? You have no child? You are now father of many nations. Then he announces to the whole neighborhood, ladies and gentlemen, I met God. And from today, this is how you call me, father of many nations. I can hear the laughter in the tents of the neighborhood. And for twenty, for years, he called himself father of many nations when he had no child. And everybody called him father of many nations when he had no child. And many of the people who called him father of many nations probably called him that making fun of him. But what he was doing was that he was putting the word of God in his mouth. For a moment, it looked like a joke. It looked like fun. Because he's going to going around calling himself father of many nations. Father of many nations. Father of many nations. And no child. But he has said, so we may boldly say. So, when you live here. And you begin to call yourself the way God calls you. Get ready. Somebody is going to think you tripped. They're going to say you tripped. And you yourself may even think you tripped. And for some of you, it may seem so ridiculous that you will not call yourself that name. Because I can imagine Abraham could have just looked at the name God gave him and said, oh God, pa, what is this? And decide, I'll just keep my old name. Exalted father, it's nice. Because this one puts me out for ridicule. But if you're going to believe God for the supernatural, you have to be ready to do something unnatural. If you just want to flow in the normal scheme of things, the normal will happen to you. But if you want the supernatural to happen to you, you're going to step up and you're going to say what God says, although your physical reality contradicts what God says. For he has said, so we may boldly say so when you leave here telling people, I am overflowing. I am prosperous. Can you imagine you go to office, Monday, and you tell everybody, I am overflowing. I am blessed. I am prosperous. And lunchtime, it's time to go and buy lunch. You have no money. And people are going to say, look at you. You are saying prosperous, prosperous, overflow. You can't even buy lunch. Five CDs. But that's that's what Abraham had to deal with. Father of many nations and everybody's having a child. His servants are having children. His maids are having children. His nephews are having children. Everybody in the neighborhood is having children. People marry nine months, they have children. Some even marry one month, they have a child because they started... They did it (laughs) advance. So, I mean, here, here are people just popping up children easily without a prophecy. They are just doing it. And Abraham alone, you meet God. And why can't God do it just now? But he has to wait because God's works are very different. He doesn't work with our cycle of events. He works with a different cycle. And when you believe him and he honors his word the quality of what he does is supernatural and its effect has a greater destiny its effect has a greater destiny so abraham is believing god for that which is normal to a lot of people but he is believing god for it everything we believe god for it is easy for somebody everything if you believe in god for healing some people have it People are well. You believe in God for a child? A lot of people have children. You believe in God for money? People have money. They didn't pray. But for you, what is normal to people is a challenge. And for each one of us, we have something before us. Other people find it easy to do it. But for us, it's a difficulty. And it is in that area of difficulty that God steps in. And when he steps in, he's going to give you a word. And when he gives you a word, you have to put that word in your mouth. For he has said, so we may boldly say. So, when God speaks to you, and I believe that, During the whole month of July, God spoke to you. God spoke to you. Maybe you read your Bible, and God spoke to you from the word. In your devotion. Or maybe you were just praying, and you just sensed something deep inside you, and you just knew this is the voice of God. Or maybe you met somebody, and he said something to you, and the moment the person said it, you just felt that this is of God. That There are times you may be having conversation with somebody and and you will sense this is God speaking to you. Elizabeth was having a conversation with Mary. But when Mary starts speaking, Elizabeth says, the baby in my tummy jumped. Now Mary didn't go uh, from her hometown to Elizabeth's home saying, I'm going to speak and the baby will jump. It's a normal conversation, but there... There there is a part of the conversation that resonated even with the baby John the Baptist. And, and, And Elizabeth could tell this is a visitation from God. There are times you may be talking with somebody. Just normal conversation. And they just make a statement and it just hits you inside. And you just know God has just given me a word. And sometimes it's a song. You just singing a song or there's a song being sung and and sometimes in the service a song is being sung and and as a song is being sung tears are flowing on in your eyes and and it's just as if god just spoke to you even after the song has moved to a second song and a third song you are still back to that song because that is where god spoke to you now why does god speak to you why does god say that Why do you find a scripture that speaks to you or a word that resonates with your spirit or a song that resonates or a preaching that resonates? God does that so you can say something. You don't receive that word and keep quiet. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we will boldly say, and I like how Hebrews put it, so you will boldly say, not timidly. Not going about fearfully and say, Well, I don't know. Maybe if I say it to my people will laugh at me. So you can boldly say. And some of you from now to the rest of your life, there are some things you will boldly say. You will boldly say. You will boldly say, I am the blessed of God. I am blessed going in and I'm blessed coming out. I am the head and not the tail. I prosper. I am the light of my family. I shine in the darkness of my family. I, I, I have abundance and to the overflow. He has said it so we can boldly say it. The word of God in your mouth has the same power as if it came from God's mouth. When you say what he says, it carries the same power as if God has spoken it. So one of the things you're going to learn to do is boldly say what God has said. Boldly say it. Now when you start boldly saying the word of God, it doesn't mean that you just start boldly saying it and then all of a sudden, uh, one minute, everything is okay. Abraham said it for years. For years. Sometimes you keep saying the same thing over And over, and over, and over. And God knew it would be difficult for Abraham, so he converted his word into a name. So every morning, Sarah would say, Abraham! She's saying the word of God. He goes around and the servants are saying, Mr. Abraham, Mr. Abraham, Mr. Abraham, Mr. Abraham. He's saying the word of God. People ask him, what's your name? I'm Abraham. He's declaring the word of God. In a day, he says the word of God probably a hundred times or hears the word of God spoken to him a hundred times. So for all those years of waiting, he never staggered in faith because the word was constantly in his mouth, in his ears, and around him. Don't let the word drop from your mouth. Don't. And don't let any word of unbelief proceed out of your mouth. All right. Now, look at Proverbs chapter 12. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 13 and 14. Proverbs 12, 13, 14. Proverbs 12, 13, 14. Proverbs 12, verse 13 and 14 says, The wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips. But the righteous will come through trouble. A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. And the recompense of a man's hands shall be rendered to him. Verse 13, I will read it again. It says, the wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips. So, the word ensnared means to be trapped. The wicked is trapped. How, how, how do we fall into traps? By the transgression of his lips. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean the lips just changed? Position in his face. No. When the Bible says the wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, it means the words. The words you spoke out, speak out of your lips. The wicked is trapped by the transgression. What does transgression mean? Transgression means to go astray. To go astray. Transgressions means that there is a path and you step outside the path. And when you step outside the path, you have transgressed. You have gone astray. You have moved from the path. So, the wicked is trapped. Because his words leave the path. His words shift from the path. Questing. Who establishes the path? The word of God. The word of God establishes the path of your lips. When you say something else outside of the word of God your lips have transgressed and when your lips transgress the Bible says you'll be trapped so if God says it is a season of overflow that is the path so we may boldly say I will overflow in every area of my life that's the path when I say life is hard life is difficult, I have transgressed so the path is overflow I say life is hard I have transgressed and when I transgress the Bible says I have set a trap for myself not the devil you trap yourself so God gives you a word What he expects is that when he lays the path, you will boldly say it. You will continue saying what God says. Anytime you say anything different, you have transgressed. And the Bible says it will trap you. So guess what? The traps that are laid for you are laid by the word of your mouth. And sometimes the word of your mouth can trap you in sickness because you say it all the time oh that's for me i'm i'm sick i like my i'm always sick i'm always sick. that's the way i've been i'm sickly when i'm, a, I'm a sickly i'm a sickly person even when i was in class four for the whole year i didn't go to school i'm sick i get sick easily hey this Hey, they say cholera is coming my, i have to be careful because as for me i catch the sickness very easily the bible says, when, when you say that you have transgressed and you've trapped yourself because what does the word say I am the Lord that healed thee. So I will say boldly, I am healed. But when I say boldly, I am sick, I am set in a trap by the word of my mouth. So God says it, so we may boldly say. So God says... He will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. In the midst of farming, He will feed you. In scarcity, you have abundance. In the wilderness, He will open rivers of living water for you. So you may boldly say, even if the economy is bad, I will prevail. Now, if instead of saying what God says about the economy, you also join everybody and say, Hey, this thing, we won't survive. Listen, we won't survive. I'm telling you, we, hey, it, 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 we'll die, we'll die. Now, when you say things like that, it may seem like a joke. And that, believe you me, there are times people are joking about hardship. You don't have to contribute. Don't contribute to the conversation because you are setting a trap for yourself. So you set a trap and there are people who say, Hey, these days, whose, whose salary can take him to the end of the month? Whose salary? So you set a trap for yourself. So every month, by the middle of the month, you fall into the trap. Then you say, ah, I told you. I told you. Yeah, you set a trap for yourself. You fell into the trap and you confirmed the trap. But he has said that even in the wilderness, He will open rivers of living water for you. So you may boldly say, although it is hard in Ghana, I will prevail. I will be the head and not the tail. I will be blessed. I will have abundance. My table will always be full. He will prepare a table before me in the presence of depreciation of the city. He will prepare a table before me. He will give me abundance. He will supply all my need according to his riches in glory. We boldly say that. You don't set a trap for yourself. Your lips may transgress. Then let's conclude. The second part of Proverbs 12. Verse 14 says, A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. Now what is the fruit of the mouth? What is the fruit of the mouth? What does the mouth produce? Words. Words. A man will be satisfied with what? So it means that your words can satisfy you. Your words can bring you satisfaction and fill your stomach with food. According to scripture, your words can either trap you or your words can satisfy you. I don't know about you, but I don't want my words to trap me. I want my words to satisfy me. I want my words to bring me abundance. I want my words to give me God's blessing. I'm arming you with these words of faith because there are turbulent days ahead. There are turbulent days ahead. And the only way to overcome in the turbulent days is that there must be a people who don't set traps for themselves, but who speak words that satisfy them with good things. And when those days come like Abraham, you may not have a child, but you have to continue declaring the word of God. For he has said, so we may boldly say. For he has said, so we may boldly say. Continue speaking the word of overflow into your life, into your finances. And and as it happened to that widow, the barrel of meal shall not cease and the cruise of oil will never run out until the day that God brings rain to the land Amen. whilst there is an economic crisis you would not have a personal crisis Amen. you would not have a personal crisis Amen. no bill will be unpaid no, no need will be unmet Amen. in every day every moment of your life God will carry you supernaturally. He will carry you. He will carry your children. He will carry your business. But you have to learn not to transgress. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Stay. Discipline yourself to stay in the word. Speak the word of God. Stand in faith. Believe God. Even when it seems hardest, stand in faith. And at the last moment, God will show through for you doors will open. People you don't know will come and favor you. Things that have been taken away from you will be restored to you because you don't transgress, but you get satisfied. He has said, so we may boldly say. And I want you to learn to boldly declare the word of God. Boldly confess the word of God. Boldly declare the word of God. Speak out the word. Speak out the word. Speak out the word. Trust the Lord. Speak out his word. Speak out his word. Speak out his word. Speak out his word. Even when you go to your bank account and there is nothing. You just say, my cup runs over. My cup runs over. Surely, because the message shall follow me. My cup runs over. I overflow. My bank account is overflowing. The banker says, there is no money. You say, I still overflow. Because we have mocked by faith and not by sight. Just stay in faith. Stay in the word. Stay in the spirit. Stay in the word of God. Keep trusting God. And there will not be one day of hunger in your life. There will be not be one bill you couldn't pay. There will be no rent that you couldn't pay off. Everything that is required for you to be satisfied in life will be supernaturally provided. That is God's promises. That is how we walk by faith. That is how we live the promises of God. Amen. So let's rise up on our feet everybody. And in the last few minutes I want you to begin to say how the next few months from now now To December how it should be for you I want you to boldly say it concerning your health concerning your marriage concerning your life concerning your finances concerning your business begin to declare the Word of God everybody say God says you have overflow so you may boldly say something yes we decree we would not be overdue on any bill No asset of ours will be possessed. We are not going to lose anything we have used in guarantee for a collateral, for a loan. You will not lose your land. You will not lose your house. You will not lose everything, anything that God has blessed you with. You will not lose your mind. You will not lose your health. You will not lose your strength. You will not lose your marriage in the name of Jesus you will not lose it for he has said it so we may boldly say I want you to listen to these things, these words. In Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, He has said, call on me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. In Luke chapter 12 verse 28, he says, If then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? He has said in Luke chapter 6 verse 38, Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. He has said in Luke chapter 10 verse 8 and 9, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. He has said in Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 and 29, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, uh, upon and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you'll find rest for your souls. Mark 9 verse 23. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. 1st Corinthians 10:13 No temptation has overtaken you except as is common to man but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it He has said all those things so you can boldly say something Are you ready to say something to God Talk to him right now and begin to declare begin to hear his word. Declare his word 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 oh yes all things are possible to him who believes god is able to clothe you god is able to give you all sufficiency He is able to meet every need We boldly declare, we boldly declare, we boldly declare healing to our bodies, health to our bones, strength, favor, open doors, access, opportunity. We boldly declare His Word. So Father, we thank You. You have said that You give us power and authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions so we boldly say no weapon formed against us shall prosper you have said that you prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies so we boldly declare that in the midst of the wilderness you will make a way for us and you will offer us streams of living water your word in our mouth is released. And so, Father, we thank you that we will be satisfied in the month of August. We'll be satisfied in the month of September. We'll be satisfied in the month of October. We'll be satisfied in the month of November. We'll be satisfied in the month of December. We'll be satisfied in 2015. We'll be satisfied in 2016. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We thank you for the victory. We celebrate your goodness. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Ottoville, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Ottoville. Email Ottoville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233 Three zero two six eight eight zero zero zero.